Um, I'm also realizing you didn't send me a script I was supposed to read, right? We're definitely going. Yep, I see the numbers moving. See the numbers moving? Yes. One, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an edition of This Week in History. Today, I am joined by Stefania K. Still Stefania K, right? Still, yeah. I have one more year left of my name. Today, I'm joined by Stefania K. Sorry. <laughs> Stefania K for the next year, and she has not heard these stories before. So, <laughs> Steph will be asking questions along the way and helping me tell these tales to their fullest comedic effect. This Week in History. October 8th, 1871. The Great Fire of Chicago erupts. We're just leaving Chicago. We're just there. Good thing we got out. Got out just in time. The fire killed approximately 300 people, destroyed roughly 3.3 square miles of the city, including over 17,000 structures, and left more than 100,000 residents homeless. The fire began in a neighborhood southwest of the city center. A long period of hot, dry, windy conditions and the wooden construction prevalent in the city led to the fire. (sighs) Let's see. What else? Fire went around. Uh, okay, yeah, here we go. So as I was reading this, I remembered that that there's the famous image of the milk cow kicking over the lantern. You've seen this like kind of American iconography, oh, yes, right? There's like a milk and, and there's yep, like a yep. milkmaid like, ah, and then there's a fire. That's the Chicago fire. <laughs> and the myth was uh-huh. that... Uh, the fire began in O'Leary's barn, Mrs. O'Leary's barn. She was milking her cow, mm-hmm. and it's like at midnight. Really? Okay, that's that weird. That bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was milking her cow. The cow kicked over a lantern or an oil lamp and setting fire to the barn. The O'Leary family denied this, stating that they were in bed before the fire started because it was like in the middle of the night. Yeah. But stories of the cow began to spread across the city. Catherine O'Leary seemed the perfect scapegoat. I'm assuming that's her full name. She was poor, Irish Catholic immigrant during the latter half of the 19th century. Anti-Irish sentiment. Yeah, we know how that ends. Anti-Irish sentiment was strong in Chicago as well as other places in the United States. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. So yeah, here we go. Um, In uh, in 1893, the reporter uh, retracted. Who? Okay, the reporter Michael Earn, who wrote the Cow and Lantern story, retracted it, saying that it was admitting that it was fabricated. And they were officially exonerated. The O'Leary family okay. was officially exonerated in 1997. So we know for certain it's not true. But we don't know what started the fire exactly. But it I, wasn't the cow. I was going to say, though, I feel, still feel like I like I took like AP U.S. history like in high school, like the, the advanced <laughs> yeah. history, that if was you in will. There? And I don't – it was in there. And I also like because of the, probably the way I rewrote it in my head, like I don't remember them being exonerated. Like I definitely still blame the O'Leary family um, and that's not going to change. No, the textbooks were so outdated that they were probably – Pre-97 textbook. Yeah, it's like DeSantis, Florida revisions. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that one is a big one. That's stressful. Yeah, Chicago. I mean, everything was wooden, you know? So it's like all the cities burned, right? Seattle burned. I did that tour, by the way. Um, it was cool until they kept talking about how, like, incredible it was to be, like, so far underground, so compacted, like, that there was no way out. And I was claustrophobic for the first time in my life because they were oh, like, wow. there's 100 pounds of concrete between <laughs> you and the sky. And I was like... This is horrible. <laughs> so I had my own existential crisis getting the tour. <laughs> October 8th, 1967, a prominent communist figure in the Cuban Revolution and South American guerrilla leader, Che Guevara, was captured and later shot to death by a Bolivian army. Yeah? You have anything there? 
Did you really to sever a- yourself? <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were frozen, so I was like, "Carry on." Uh, <laughs> um. That's horrible. If I knew who that was, that would affect me deeply. No, you know who he is. Che Guevara. He's the guy the guy with the long hair and the hat on every t-shirt, like a silhouette of him, like every Hot Topic t-shirt in the early 2000s. I thought that was like the lead singer of Foo Fighters. <laughs> October 8th, 1856. In Canton, Chinese officials boarded a British regis- registered ship, the Arrow, arrested several Chinese crew members who were later released and allegedly lowered the British flag. Ooh. The event contributed to the start of the Second Opium War, in which Britain and France battled China. 1856, so this is maybe connected to something that Doug, our good friend Doug, was talking about last week with, um, Mm. we were talking about um, Hong Kong um, being returned to China from British uh, rule. Got any opium jokes? I mean, yeah, Doug Doug would know... um, Doug would know much more about that history stuff um, than I would because he would probably be able to recite the textbook. But again, in AP U.S. history, <laughs> we spent, <laughs> we spent a long time cow. on on opium. Uh, but again, don't recall many facts. Just remember, I was taking the class in high school, and so it's a, it's a thing that stood out because they talked a lot about drugs and what they did. Um, mm. So it was a tr- it was a really troubling time, but pretty representative of you know things to come. If you will. October 8th, 2004, American domestic lifestyle innovator Martha Stewart reported to a federal prison in West Virginia to begin her five-month sentence for insider trading. Remember that? Yes. I remember it being, I remember it being everywhere and not understanding why it was such a big deal and why like all moms were really <laughs> upset. Like, yeah. like moms not everywhere shed a tear. Why it was it was important <laughs> moms everywhere. Like I just truly like everyone was like, wait a second. Like, do we trust? Like, can we still be like the white wasps that we have been aspiring to? Or like, is it all a lie? Like it was existential. <laughs> so I do remember that. Yeah. I can't believe that it's what year was it again? 2004, October 9th, 1962, Uganda achieved independence after nearly 70 years of British rule. We had all kinds of, last week was full of independences of all kinds. Oh. Um, so it's interesting that this week it continues. I think we have a few more coming up. October's the month. It's Independence Month. We like, <laughs> we, 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 you know, screwed the pooch or whatever the phrase is. That's a terrible phrase, by the way. I don't know why I used it. Um, yeah. I was thinking, I use that horse, I use that, um, oh, like someone said like beating the horse dead or whatever that metaphor is too, and yeah. I, like, in a meeting the other day and I was like, can we stop a, doing that? Oh, like, no. <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah. Oh, skin the cat. That's another one. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Boy, we're a lot sure. Of violence. We're um, sure. Yeah. We're living in The independence in though time. is really interesting. Yeah. The independence thing is really interesting to me though, because I wonder if. You know how they say like crime always escalates in the summer. I wonder if people like reach their breaking point in oh, the heat of August. Oh, there you go. And then they're like, I they will it. do yeah. another winter like yeah. under British rule, and then in the fall they break free. They're like it's going down. Yeah, October 9th. it's going yeah, down. Exactly. Here's a sad one for October 9th. October 9th, two thousand and twelve. A Taliban gunman shot fifteen-year-old Pakistani activist Malala. Yousafzai, Yousafzai, a vocal opponent of the ultra-conservative group's prohibition on the education of girls. Despite being struck in the head, she survived the assassination attempt. 
She survived the assassination attempt. Survived your assassination attempt. Survived your assassination Got some gum on my That's, mouth. Got some. I'm a, this is my Montana accent. <laughs> You're in like a night stopover. <laughs> <laughs> now she's sticking it to them all. Who had the last laugh? Those yeah, guys are probably dead ever, now. A hundred percent. And have you ever seen how hot her husband is? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I just go. recently learned this. Like I already knew she was a badass. Like thank God she survived in this day in history. But her husband is a fox, an absolute fox. Good for her. Like who's coming out on top? You know what I'm saying? Know, like not the Taliban, go. but kind That's of, kind of the Taliban. But kind of also, they have an entire country now. back. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway. It's, a, it's one, I would argue one for one Malala, one. Tom. Well, yeah, one, 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 one. Let's go. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> one foxy husband in one country returned. October 9th, 1635, going back a bit. Okay. Roger Williams was banished from Massachusetts Bay Colony. And as a result, he later founded the colony of Rhode Island, of Roger Williams Island. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I had no idea that's how Rhode Island started. He was just like middle fingers up to Massachusetts and was like, I'll start my own colony then. He was banished. And I also love that because it makes so much sense why it's so goddamn small. Like someone was like, I'll take this inch. And they were like, okay. Like no one no one wants that tiny, tiny sliver of land that's going to be eroded by water anyway. It's so small. I wish I could do that now. Like land grabs, like when I'm pissed. Just like take land. But I can't afford that. October 11th. This is a sad one, too. October 11th, 1991. During the confirmation hearings of Clarence Thomas, who had been nominated to the U.S. Supreme Court. Boo! I know. American lawyer Anita Hill testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee and accused him of sexual harassment. Her allegations polarized Americans. And Thomas was narrowly confirmed. 52 to 48. And Brett Kavanaugh. Ugh followed after i mean that was like an identical you know that was talk about history repeating itself that's really horrible i feel like i'm like very aware of all of um clarence's shortcomings if i wasn't already uh because of all of his currently shady stuff that he's doing Mm -hmm. in the court right now but i that is a really tragic day i don't know if i have any jokes about that (laughs) that's really sad (laughs) you can probably think of a few go ahead and try we'll wait Oh, I did laugh. I shouldn't have laughed, um, but I did laugh at Joe Biden, like never actually fully giving an apology. And then when he did, it was mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. so Anita really like zero points. Anita um, mm-hmm. back to the scoreboard, you know, one Taliban, one Malaw. <laughs> so October 11th, 1521, King Henry VIII of England was given the title Defender of the Faith by Pope Leo V. Nope. 10th. Following the publication of the King's of the King's book against Martin Luther. He was given wait, start what was the first sentence of that again? He was given the title King Henry the Eighth was given the title Defender of the Faith by the Pope. Oh. So Catholic against Martin Luther, which was right the Protestant Re- Reformation in the beginning yeah. of the Protestant Catholic split in Europe. So um Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know why I included that one. I guess it's kinda of stupid. Should have just deleted it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> October 11th, 1939, Albert Einstein warned President Franklin D. Roosevelt that his theories could lead to Nazi Germany's development of an atomic bomb. 
Einstein suggested that the U.S. develop its own bomb. Okay, never mind. This resulted in the top-secret Manhattan Project. I didn't know that Einstein s- suggested this whole thing. I didn't either until this moment. The movie skipped over that part, didn't they? Did you see Barbenheimer? I, I saw Barb. I didn't see Good. Heimer. Yeah. No, Heimer's not worth it. Um, and they totally, that's, what? I mean, oh. the, the movie's terrible, but, and also, yeah, they didn't really say that, hey, this was Einstein's idea. I've never heard <laughs> he that. He looked like I've the observer who was that. like, how could this have gotten out of control? And it's just like, well, you suggested it. <laughs> in the, you know, in the movie, that's how he's portrayed. He's portrayed uh, as this you... onlooker who's kind of shaking his head silently, just like silly humans. Uh... You know, like he's some sort of like um, er, uh, heavenly, you know, extra earthly transcendent yeah. being, you know, and he's looking down upon us puny small-minded humans creating these bombs and blowing each other up like we're silly but it's like okay i mean the movie was garbage you know zach knowing you as well as i do i'm not surprised you you hated that movie i've heard many people like it so i'll still be watching it and likely will like it um (laughs) but i do think i'm wondering though if this is a little remember when we talked about um i'm gonna say mary queen of scots but it's not um the joan of arc and they were like, she's oh, crazy. Yeah. She's not. She's the smartest person in the world. Blah, blah blah. Like I wonder if it was like subtly written out of major history books that because he was kind of a wacko, like the people were like, let's not trust this guy with this idea. Let's trust all these other scientists. And so he like got slowly written out of the narrative because I have sincerely never heard that in my life. Or I'm not very smart, which is also on the table. <laughs> so. October 11th, 1984, American astronaut Catherine Sullivan became the first woman to walk in space. Hell yeah. Snaps. Snaps for, what was it, Karen? (laughs) Catherine. (laughs) Catherine. Snaps for Catherine. I can only snap snap with one hand. Is she alive still? 2019. She wrote a book in 2019. She's good. She's good. Phew. Good. Good. Still vital. I thought we lost Catherine for a second. Oh, God, I thought we lost her. October 12th, 1492. No, it's a terrible one. After a 33-day voyage, Christopher Columbus made his first landfall in the quote-unquote New World in the Bahamas. Yep, they spotted it from the Pinta, most likely San Salvador um, in the Caribbean. And the rest is smallpox. Am I right? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We covered this in the uh, Fort Mose episode that we recently put out, so... People check it out. October 12th, 1811. Paraguay declared its independence from Spain and Argentina. There we go. Take a shot. October 12th, 1822. Brazil became independent of Portugal. Take another shot. I'm telling you, it was got too hot and they didn't want to do a winter. <laughs> but those are that, that theory doesn't land because those people are warm all the time. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here's a funny one. October 13th, 54 AD, Roman Emperor Claudius died after eating mushrooms poisoned by his wife, Empress Agrippina. Agrippina. It's a little like like the Cleopatra one that we did, you know, a little, um, po- everyone's always poisoning yeah. each other way back in the ancient, in the ancient times. Did I say AD? I wonder if it's... Didn't mean to say AD. 54 CE. People weren't into therapy um, like they are now. And so everyone was just like feeling anger. And then they just killed people. And it's always women, right? You can't trust them. It's probably the time of the month. You know what I'm saying? Like she's never given us rights. That's all I'm saying. Are you on Ann Coulter <laughs> later on this evening? Yeah. I think you have. I am. I'm warming up. Thank yeah, you so much. You. You're welcome. Yeah. How'd it go? Do you feel like it did it land? 
October 13th, 1884, Greenwich was established as the universal time from which standard times throughout the world are calculated. Do you use Greenwich? No. Wait, <laughs> maybe? Wait, when did that change? It's still, it's still the same, I think. 1884 oh. is when they, it was first established. 1884, they first established it. It's still going on. I literally, okay, so all that makes sense, especially if it remains like that's the universal truth. It's like what's happening in Switzerland. But I pictured a world where everyone was 1 p.m. Like, so middle of the night, it was 1 p.m. somewhere. The next day, but it was also 1 p.m. No, no, so not I'm local. So I'm the whole globe at 1 p.m. And I was like, when was that? That's incredible. Um, never mind. They just use, yes. And when you set your phone, like, I'm very aware of Greenwich. I just didn't realize that was the origin. I normally don't do birthdays, but this one was cool. Molly Pitcher, 1754, was when she was born, and died 1832. So October 14th, I believe, 1754, um, was born near Trenton, New Jersey. She was a water carrier at the Battle of Mammoth in 1778 during the American Revolution. After her husband, artilleryman John Hayes, collapsed, she took his place at his cannon. That's badass. Look like at Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc kind of a character there. Yeah. Like, set down this water. Give me a cannonball. <laughs> I'll show you what I can do. This isn't water in these buckets. Exactly. It's poison. <laughs> Give a woman a bucket. <laughs> and that's how her husband died. <laughs> October 14th, 1912. Former President Theodore Roosevelt was shot by a fanatic while campaigning in Milwaukee. I almost read it as camping. His camping in, while he was camping in downtown Milwaukee. <laughs> Roosevelt was saved by his thick overcoat, a glasses case, and a folded speech in his breast pocket, all of which slowed the bullet. Made of lead? <laughs> he was known to print all of his speeches on lead. He was a barrel-chested <laughs> gentleman. Yeah. Although wounded, wow. he insisted on making the speech with the bullet lodged in his chest and did not go to the hospital until the day was done. But if he had a thick overcoat on and deflected by the glasses and his lead speech, how did it get lodged in his chest? Well, the speech wasn't actually lead, but those things slowed the bullet. So it went into his, probably, you know, into his skin and into his body, but not into any vital organs because it had been, it had gone through those items. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you something right now. That is absolutely doing too much. You don't have to do that much. (laughs) and No one is asking you to do that much. That, that is, is so true. more commitment so to any true. job than I'll ever have. Everyone was probably, he's probably like bleeding out and the audience is like, go to the hospital. And he's like, no, I will continue. <laughs> Just carrying on. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. October 14th, 1964. Civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. became the youngest recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. He donated the 54000 in prize money to the civil rights movement. That's a good one to end on. What do you win for a Nobel Prize? How much money is it? 54,000, at least in 1964. Uh, do you know that or do you, is that No, on now oh, it's oh, million. Oh, I think it depends okay. upon the pri- 54,000 is what he got in 1964. Nowadays I think it might be millions or a million. Like how depressing. Like he gave it away, he won the Nobel Prize, then he's killed and then like, you know, racism didn't go away. Well, he needed more than $54,000. <laughs> Gonna need a lot more than fifty-four thousand dollars. That's the, yeah, the price—the price of rebuilding. Yeah, exactly. All of America. 
<laughs> Starting over with a clean slate, you need more than 54000 Yeah, so that one's happy and sad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet is what you call it. I mean, I made it sad, which I, t- which I tend to do. All right, let me see if I can find a funny one that we skipped over just to end on. We could also do it again where I'm, I'm not being sad about it. Here's kind of a funny one. October 12th, 1960, during a debate over colonialism in the United Nations, Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev took off his shoe and pounded his desk repeatedly. I'm also picturing, <laughs> picturing him pounding his desk being like, that's right, I'll never wear socks! Or something just like crazy, crazy dumb. <laughs> get a load, get a whiff of this! Yeah. I picture everyone's feet really stinky. Oh, especially, I mean, yeah, and they're probably getting up early wearing those dress shoes, stiff dress shoes all day, and those thin, like old, old man thin socks where you like, you need to wear garters to hold them up because they're so thin, they just fall down around your, you know what I mean? You know how people used to wear um, old, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I've I've never heard them described as old man thin socks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the classic old man thin socks. And it sounds like it's some like it's like a pirate or something. <laughs> Old man thin socks. Well, that's it. That's the week. Last week, did you say that it was um, Kevin K's birthday? Because yesterday was Kevin K's birthday. No, last week in history. What day? O- October third. Yes. October third. Give a little story of my brother's birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actually, weirdly, I do remember it. I remember visiting his tiny little baby body in the hospital with my grandparents and thinking he was really cute he's basically that naked little baby that you saw all those years ago yeah can't unsee it you know what i mean like as he gets older <laughs> tough <laughs> oh, just gets more uncomfortable to visualize <laughs> all right well um hopefully we'll be back again i'm on the i was on the road um so i'm in a hotel room in glendive montana and i'll be in mexico next week and you know we'll see what happens maybe we'll do one from the pool we'll see um, but uh, thanks so much for. <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't cry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining and uh, bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.